Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. The happy afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go and <laughs> All right, we are checking in with Bro Bros Doll. Just got off the water a little earlier today. Uh, bro, we are in July, and that usually means somewhat of a downturn. What are you finding? Well, yeah, it's uh, the mayflies have uh, started billowing out in most lakes, and and the, and the fish are, are just stuffed full of them. Uh, and even the ones that aren't full of mayflies are just not super reactive to the to the bite but what what you really want to do is is concentrate on uh on either bottom bouncing live bait rigging and you can still jake you can actually even use impulse plastics like a smelt minnow and move it really fast and get a strong hit reaction strikes are very important so if you're going to drag a crawler uh with a on a road rig or a slow death hook or or a bottom bouncer uh, you want to bump up the speed a little bit. Uh, whether you're on Bemidji, Cast, Leech, Winnie, a uh, little bit of speed is creating more strikes. Uh, slip bobbers are are excellent this time of year uh, for presenting leeches to the fish. A little slower method. I mean, it's not instant gratification, uh, but uh, definitely find the school of fish and then put a bobber to them if they're not going to hit a bottom bouncer or jigging. And jigging with a, a crawler or a leech works really well this time of year. Uh, using a current cutter jake with a little barb, you can stick the leech on it. It's not going to fall fly off when you cast it. Uh, or you can use a little fireball jig. Uh, you don't need a long chain hook with a leech. I actually like to have the jig head closer to the leech. Um, and then, of course, uh, puppet minnows work this time of year as the fish are dropping deeper. Um uh, but bumping up the speed, 1.2 to even 1.5, uh, just to create strikes. If you're dragging a crawler on, on slow death, that little boost, a little, little bead in front of it, a little uh, spinner in front of it will help. Um, it's all working good. And at target depths, 14 to 18 feet have been my depths. You know, they've been, it's been shallow pretty much all spring, uh, 5 to maybe 10 feet at the most. But now it's, so a little bit deeper, they're moving down the break, and I can't wait till they drop a little deeper. You know, one of the things I've noticed is here, first of all, it's been a very good year, no question about it, fishing-wise. But the other thing I've noticed is how many people are still using jig and minnow into July, which kind of surprises me. Well, it's a different year altogether. The shiners remain shallow a lot longer, so there's a tremendous minnow bite. And, you know, if you get spot tails, they're pretty much done right now uh golden shiners will work fine but they're not just targeting shiners i mean there's a lot of different types of minnows in the lake from darters to i mean some lakes even have uh uh nat- not unnaturally have goldies and and uh, lake shiners and everything else but any any thicker minnow i mean it doesn't matter what it is as long as it's a little bigger uh works really well and that's where we're going to see plastics start to uh make its impact in our area 
especially at lakes that are getting clearer and clearer, plastics become even more uh, effective because it's it's, a, it's something you can't show with a minnow. Like a, a paddle tail works really well on on the lakes as it's falling when you're jigging it. It creates a lot of, of action, but a lot of times on the short strikes you don't get them. And hanging a stinger hook on a paddle tail doesn't work real well unless you thread it right through the paddle tail uh, because it tangles. Mm-hmm. But a fluke, which is a fork tail, uh, like an impulse smelt minnow, works really well. And you could put a stinger hook on that. A stick-on stinger hangs right back by the tail. So if you get a fish that comes up just to, to nip at the tail, they get hooked. And uh, But it's it's been a tremendous uh, minnow bite uh, and... If I can, I'll jig as long as I can. <laughs> and uh, I'm not a, I'm not a real high in the hog fan of of bottom bouncing if I don't have to and dragging. I like to feel the bite, set the hook, and you can do that with rigs by all means. A light rock runner bottom bouncer allows you to bottom bounce with uh, a finesse setup, a uh, braid to a, a quarter ounce rock runner, and then a leech is a, a staple of mine, or even uh, a half a crawler. As long as the perch aren't there, uh, when, when the perch, uh, today, uh, we had perch popping minnows everywhere all around us, little tiny perch, a crawler ain't going to last very long down there. So, we, you know, leeches and minnows were, were the best uh, best players, but back and forth between the two. And by all means, if you want to jig, in our area, you could jig all summer long. What are some of the lakes you've been on lately? I've been... Uh, Back and forth between uh, uh, Winnie, uh, Cass, and Leech earlier. Uh, those are my main ones. Lake Winnemagosh is just a blast because there's big fish. And then uh, Cass is a tougher bite, clear water, uh, and it's a very smoky fish. They do a lot of night fishing out there with crankbaits, uh, but you can catch them. Uh, it's, it's a finesse thing. Uh, the light leaders, uh, light line, uh, you know, eight pound. You, I wouldn't even wouldn't hurt to go to even six pound test, um, and then lighter jigs uh, that with with clear water fish become suspenders. And I'm seeing the same on Winnie. Uh, you know, on the bars, the fish aren't on the bottom. Sometimes they're eight feet off the bottom. Uh, planer boards would be highly effective on 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 Winnie or Cass or any of the lakes that have clear water. Because the fish will, will strike from longer distances away, and uh, it's already happening. It's a thing, but we're seeing a tremendous puppet minnow bite uh, come on right now with uh, fire tiger puppets. Or the natural perch is one of my favorites with that real dark barring. A puppet minnow is like an ice fishing jig shaped like a minnow that forward darts, drop it to the bottom, and start ripping it, or finesse it, just lightly move it. Uh, and you'd be surprised. The fish come up, they, they grab, eater fish grab the treble hook and the bait fish inhale it. Cass Lake is a great example of what can happen when you get those AIS in there. I mean, it's still a great lake. There's still a ton of walleyes, but the way you fish them has changed dramatically in the last two years. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm using more paddle tail, uh, impulse paddle tails than I've ever used in the area. I mean, Bemidji is a great plastics bite in the summertime, the impulse plastics. Uh, and I like I like using flukes of Bemidji, but at Castle, I love paddle tails. That little extra action 
will get them to hit. Sometimes they'll hit a paddle tail before they'll hit a minnow, just based on the action. So I kind of I try everything. You, you know, if I open up my my rod storage, you're going to see a paddle tail. You're going to see a puppet minnow. You're going to see a rattle bait, and you're going to see jigs, jigs with spinners, like the fireball, the uh, spinner fireball, and the uh, thumper jigs are uh, are awesome. It's a main staple, and I don't know if anybody's out there just tried it, but it's it's phenomenal. It's got a little barb you can stick a crawler on, and the fish can't just pull it off. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not an easy lake, but you know if you can get out in the evening. That's the best time to approach it when the fish are more aggressive. Windy days and cloudy days are the best on windier or casts, as they are in just about every lake, but especially good. Winnie uh, will wear your shoulder out on big fish. Uh, if you get a nice cloudy day with a little bit of wind, uh, it's just it's like fishing in Canada when you're on Lake Winnipegosh. For the amounts of 20 to 25-inch uh, walleyes, it's just amazing. More to cover with Brian Bro Brosdahl as we get ready for the weekend. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country with your host, Kev Jackson. He's the one asking the stupid questions. Oh, absolutely. The weekend is upon us. It's time to get fishing. We're checking in with Brian Brobrosdahl. One of the great stories this year, I think, is the resurgence of winning and being a walleye factory once again. It is. And, you know, we started seeing a bunch of small fish, and then then you always hear the complaints that there ain't no small fish in there anymore. Well, we just don't know where they're at with clear water because when they want to bite, they're everywhere. And so it's time to little nooks and crannies. I'm finding them. But, you know, I like to keep those spots to myself. But I'll give you a little clue. On Lake Winnipegosh, uh, this, remember this. Well, eater walleyes are insect feeders, and they, they feed on insects as well as minnows. And bigger walleyes target bigger prey, pelagic, roaming, ciscos, and tulipies. Uh the eater walleyes are near the insects. They're near the mud. That's why Upper Red Lake is such a factory. We have all the mud. We have rocks, but we have a lot of mud on that site. And so it's just a rookery for eater fish. And so your smaller fish are always around the mud. That's why in the fall, the hard to soft bottom edges are so good. Well, those same late, late fall spots are good right now. And so we're concentrating on the bars and humps and reefs on Winnie, and that's where the big fish are. But don't forget about the mud, the soft bottom edges, and those places are a little bit deeper. I know when you get a chance uh, to go fishing on your own, you love to go after panfish. Uh, you know, we're in July now. Uh, panfish bite should be great. Well, pan fishing right now is phenomenal. Uh, you know, some lakes are better than others for crappies, and those lakes that have crappies, uh, a clip-on jig spinner is hard to beat. A mimic minnow spinner with a, uh, a small minnow or no minnow at all. Or what I like to do is take a firefly jig or a uh, you know a, a, any of the flashable jigs like the gypsy jigs and, and clip on a spinner. I mean, when I get spinners, I, I'll get a, uh, all different sizes. I use them for walleyes. I use them for panfish. And there's 
there's a whole bunch of different sizes to use, and you can use them for every fish out there. But the panfish this time of year, if it ain't got a spinner, it ain't going to do as well. I do really well with the thumper heads. Uh, if I'm going to use a tube, I like the tough tubes. Uh, Northland has tough tubes, and they got really neat colors, contrasting colors. And uh, get some of the little lakes around the Bemidji area. Uh, pitching a tube over vegetation works really well. Finding the fish, you can't beat pitching out a couple of jig spinners behind the boat and trolling the weed line. You hit a crappie, mark it or throw a buoy, and then troll that edge with uh, the spinners or throw a slip bobber uh, if, if it's a small, tight area and you're trolling past a tight area, well, those fish aren't the whole length of the troll troll area, so it's better to throw a slip bobber or pitch a tough tube in there. And um, it, it's a great time for panfish because uh, the, the deep green weeds are going to hold all the panfish. You know, one of the uh, things that concerns people when it comes to uh, panfish is fishing them out or fishing out the big ones, um, we got to be careful. You know, if we get lucky, we get on a bite. Uh, we don't have to be greedy. And number two, uh, number two, um, what sizes would you say are the sizes we want to keep, and what sizes do we need to put back? Well, I hear people say I don't keep any bluegills over 10. Well, I don't keep them over 9. You know, truly, if you measure and look at an 8 to 8 and 3 quarter inch bluegill, that's a tremendous fish, and there's no reason to keep a bluegill over 9. Unless your your son or daughter wants to mount one, that's one thing. Go ahead. But we don't want to take a whole bunch of big ones out because what happens, the lake size structure stunts. Uh, and if, if the big males aren't there to chase the little ones out, they become they become uh, uh, actively reproductive. And uh, their growth, they, they stop feeding. They just, and that's how simple it is. It's the big buck theory. The big bucks don't let the little bucks mess around so that they go about doing their thing. Well, that's it's the same with the bluegills. Um, it, it's you, know, you can say genetics or this and that. It's all about the spawning relation. And when the big ones are there, they chase the little ones out. They don't let them spawn. And they go about feeding, and they grow fast. They have to grow to compete with the big ones. And uh, and so just throw the big ones back, save a lake, um, you know, and, and if you want to keep one to mount, that's one thing. Take pictures. It's fun. You know, after I catch a big bluegill and throw it back, what do I want to do? I want to catch another one. So they got heart. They they can fight, and they're just a cool cool creature altogether. I mean, yeah, they taste good, but uh, you know, but it's better to think the long road for your kids, your grandkids. Uh, throw the throw the big bluegills back because they're the, they're the fleeting part of the banfish uh, family. Uh, perch and crappies are plentiful now. Crappies, you put a, you know, they're cyclical. Their uh, numbers and their size structures based on predator-prey relationship and year class recruitment. Uh, you put a big crappie back so someone else can catch it, you know, and and that's what it is. Uh, so there's plenty of food fish in our area. We're lucky to be in an area that has great tasting fish and an abundance of walleye, jumbo perch, bluegills, and crappie. So there's plenty of other things to target once you uh, if you need more fish. Are you in favor? I know I don't think there's anything um, um, proposed yet, but I've heard a lot of talk about knocking that uh, at least the bluegill, if not the bluegill and crappie, uh, uh, limit in half. Yeah, I don't see in our area. We don't have people don't. It doesn't bother them to lower the bluegill limit. Our bluegills are super old up here, and they grow faster further south you go. 
Mm-hmm. We don't, we shouldn't have a huge limit on bluegills up here. It's it's it's, it's absolutely insane to take a fish and wipe out a lake. And the next time the lake comes back, I'll have a hearing aid and a cane. You know, it takes so long for our lakes to come back. we got to stop. You can't, can't let people come in here and wipe them out. And it's, I don't think it's so much the locals because uh, they target walleyes. And there's a, a crappie contingency up here. But uh, as far as bluegills go, we we got to protect them because it's worse than you think. You might know a lake that has big ones, but I bet you know a lot of them that used to. Right. And um, the bluegills are in their, it's their last breath of really having them here. We have the stronghold of the Midwest. And other than private ponds in Iowa, uh, if we wipe them out, they're done. And uh, crappies, you know, that, that that's all based on forage and predator-prey relationship and spawn. Um, and perch, there's just so much perch. If they get left alone, they'll get big. And depends on the pike eating the big perch or the walleyes. But um, bluegills are uh, crazy uh, fragile. And uh, and that's, I'm learning. I've had phone calls from people as far away as Louisiana want to come to Minnesota because they can't catch 10 inches anymore. And uh, we have something under right here underneath our, our, our watch that we could really be careful with. And there's no reason. I think it's more... Um, throwing back the big ones than it is numbers, but there's no reason to stomp out a whole colony of bluegills when you can go grab a few perch and walleyes to throw in your fry. You know, just take what, just take a little bit of each, uh, and you'll, you'll always have them. Uh, and then as far as lakes, we got so many lakes, eat a meal and don't go back to that same lake, grab out of another lake, unless you're on a big one. Does uh, Lake Bemidji, Cass, Leach, Winnie, uh, Plantagenet, Red Lake, all these lakes are pretty good size, and they can hold their own as far as walleyes and perch. But the small bluegill lakes, they can't. But I think we that message is clear, and everybody, I see a lot of conservation now. Which is good. Which is very good. Oh, absolutely. One final question for you before we wrap. Well, I got two. Well, well, well the first one is, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's getting to be more and more serious talk, and possibly uh, coming down the pike, uh, a, a recommendation that we go statewide with a four walleye limit. What do you think of that? Well, you know, and for, for those guys who are married and have their wife, that's eight fish at your dinner table. And if you have kids, that's a lot more fish. Uh, I know Heather and I, if we get three, four walleyes, if we if I eat like a cormorant and I don't have any bread or sides, uh, <laughs> I don't need any more than that. Because the rest are just going to be there and you might have them in the morning. But that's a good number. And... Uh, Let's get. I'd like to see more unilateral slots. Uh, we got a lot of uh, small big fish. I call them over twenties, but and we're starting to see some of those really big ones. Uh, I, I'm seeing more twenty six to twenty eight inches on Leech and Winnie, which is super cool. But you know, there's there's a cost. Uh, I don't I don't know that we need all those middle big ones because um, we have a lot less eaters mm-hmm. in. Uh, and it's not you can't blame it on the middle big walleyes because there's there's a lot of things with teeth out there. There's pike. There's things that you know. There's there's a whole there's a whole dichotomy of breaking that thing down. But um, we just uh, I think four is is really good. And you know uh, if you're if you get to fish once a year and you're from somewhere else, it's kind of tough. Um, but well, grab some perch, a right. Y bone and northern. 
you know, there's a lot of other things you could add to that. And two walleyes, uh, less than, you know, is, is not that bad. Four walleyes is a, is a good bridge. Three would be kind of light. Four is a good bridge. Okay. Final question. If we're going out fishing this weekend, where should we go and what should we bring with us? Uh, I would go, well, I don't want to send you all, uh, I might be on Winnie, let's just say that. Okay. Um, and uh, I would bring uh, bring a jig and a minnow if you like the jig. Bring a rig and a leech. Go, go light. Uh, you don't have to touch the bottom and gather up snails. Go light or grab some puppet minnows. You want to learn something new? Go out there and rip some puppets and hang under your rod. And uh, also when you're dealing with stuff like that, there's a lot of hooks. Get a longer needle nose. Don't have a short needle nose, a long one, because those treble hooks and those front and back hooks like to grab your fingers. But go out there and have a good time. And, uh, 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 you know, Castle's quite a bit tougher. <laughs> Let's just face it, it's tough out there. You have to be a scientist to get them in, but that's because of the mayflies. And leech is a little bit tougher, but there's a lot of big fish going you go to Winnie, just plan a good a good place to stop and get a burger on your way home because you're not going to catch very many eaters. Uh, but you could load up on pike. There's there's so many pike fighting on, on the area lakes. Uh, just uh, grab some pike and bring them home to Weibo on them. It's a, it's, it's a good good play. And then the perch are getting super active right now. Uh, load up on some perch, but uh, you're not going to get a lot of uh, small fish. There's a lot of eaters right now in Bemidji. Uh, they're, they're in Cass and, and uh, some of the smaller area lakes. Red Lake's a little tougher. They're getting some out, way out on the outer flat, um, pulling uh, spinners, of course, up there, or crankbaits. Um, but that's what I'd say is just, just get out there and have fun and, and fish the structure. The fish are moving to the offshore structures and holding to weeds also. You're going to see more and more fish moving to the weeds as the, as the days go by. And we're not that far away from the big uh, summer feed bag because those uh, mayflies don't last that long in their stomach and they're going to digest them. And it's, we're going to have a major feed bag again. Okay. Brian Bro Brosdell joining me today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Bro, uh, if people want to use your services, I'm sure you're pretty close to being booked, but we do have hard water season coming and we can already start planning for 2019 too. So how can they get a hold oh, of you? Absolutely. Just, uh, just go to brosdiedservice.com. Or go to Facebook or social media and look me up. You can follow my adventures right there. And just give me a shout. Shoot me a text. I'd be glad to take you out, my big ranger. All right. Brian, bro, Brosdahl, thanks, and have a great weekend. You too. Everybody be safe on the water and go cook some fish. Fish out. Bob Bunyan. Country. Yes, sir. Country.